From the game gurus at Snakes and Lattes, you're listening to the Snakes Cast, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. From Snakes and Lattes, Toronto's premier board game cafe, this is the Snakes Cast, a weekly podcast where the game gurus of Snakes and Lattes discuss what it is about games that make them worth playing. With your host, Jonathan Moriarty. Welcome to the Snakes Cast. Uh, joining me this week are my guru guest, Kristen Travis. Hello. And our non guru guest, the barista, Hans Garcian. Hey. And uh, last week we talked about mean games, games where you are really cruel to the other players, really antagonistic. Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> and uh, Steve was championing those, and uh, Nicole, not quite so much of a big fan. Uh, next week we're going to talk about the exact opposite of that cooperative games, where you're all in it together, either everybody wins or everybody loses. But this week, we're going to talk about something in between. The idea of games where you are in competition with the other players, but you're not really directly antagonizing them. You're not actually you know, being really, really mean and really intensely uh, uh, against them. Which is something we get a fair number of requests for. Not everybody wants to play a cooperative game. Not everybody wants to play a game when you're all in it together. But not everybody wants to play games that are really, really mean, as we learned last week. And there are good reasons for that. So um, what do you guys think about the idea of a game where you do have some competition, but it's not the intense, I kill you sort of uh, thing. I don't really like it because I find it a little passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite kind of games. Okay. So you're yeah. saying women are passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, I like to do well, and I like other players to do well, and I just want to do better. And, uh, and honestly, I don't, I don't think it's strictly a female thing. I mean, obviously, that's a stereotype. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, we've, we've seen enough customers to know that, uh, that that's, that's something that a lot of people uh, are really sort of into the uh, and and that's I guess Kristen you sort of hit the nail on the head there. Uh, it's about wanting to do better than the other players by doing the same thing they're doing, but better, as yeah. opposed to actually attacking them. I mean it's the difference between uh, the hundred meter dash and uh, hockey. Yeah. You know, I mean hundred meter dash you're both racing you're both trying to uh, to catch up to the others, uh, but you don't actually interact with each other. And uh, you know, whereas hockey, you're smashing each other around and uh, and trying to get the puck into the other player's net, well, without letting it. Yeah, uh, I don't to you. like the whole "your loss is my gain" thing. Mm. The, the, the zero, we call that a zero sum yeah. game. Any game where, uh, in order for me to gain something, you have to lose something. That, that's and, and if those are equal, that's technically called a zero sum game. So, what, what, why do you like these sorts of games so much? What's what's the appeal, Kristen? Uh, I like, like I said, I like just being able to do my best. Uh, maybe affect them in some ways that isn't directly attacking. Hmm. Uh, I don't like to victimize or be victimized. I just want to do awesome, be awesome, and win. This is where I'm kind of like Steve for you as well. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty mean when it comes to things. <laughs> like, I want this person to lose. I want to win. And you want to make yeah, them lose. I it's it's not enough for you to yeah. be better than them. You have to actually make them. Have you, have you, have you ever tried one of these, uh, a game where it really was just about uh, being better than the other players without having to actually uh, defeat them directly? Uh, Something like, I don't know, Ticket to Ride or uh, you know, Apples to Apples. Oh, yeah, um, Apples to Apples, yeah, that's a solid game. Uh, would Risk be one of those or no? Oh, no, Risk, Risk is, is very much oh, about okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the dirt. Right. You, in order for you to uh, to uh, to expand in risk, you okay. have to take over other people's territory. Like, or like monopoly. It would be like settlers. Right? In oh, settlers, settlers. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't directly attack. You can indirectly deprive people of something, um, but they're gaining victory points. You're gaining victory points. Yeah. You just want to do it faster. Yeah, this would definitely fit into that sort of uh, middle territory. So that's let's true. let's take a look at uh, some ways to create a game that's got some competition in it 
but also is sort of in that middle ground. Not cooperative, but not antagonistic either. Okay, so one way to make a game less confrontational is to lower the emotional stakes. I mean, lots of games are zero-sum. They involve attacking each other and doing terrible things to each other. But if there's anything about that game that makes it feel less personal, makes it feel less harsh, uh, no matter what it is, it's going to help, I think, to, uh, to make it feel less antagonistic, even if, in, uh, in essence, it's the same as one of these hyper-competitive type games. Um, sometimes these things are going to work and sometimes they won't. I mean, uh, some people might find themselves taking things personally even uh, if these things... Are. So what do you think of each of these? Um, children's games, right? Yeah. You're playing something that's bright and colorful, kid's game. Would that, would that lower the emotional stakes enough for you? So even if it's designed to be a mean game, would it feel less antagonistic to you, Kristen? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Bright colors tend to make things fruitless. <laughs> And, uh, you know, wooden pieces, you know, big yeah. chunky stuff like the Hobbit games, like Animal Upon Animals, I like that. Um, so, party games. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because it's a party, right? Exactly. It's, it's, it's well, you, can, Does that retain the fun for you, even though you can't actually be mean to the other players? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, still, they still are intense and enjoyable without actually being able to attack. And, uh, and a lot of those uh, will have you on teams as well. So you can sort of share your victories and your defeats together with your teammates. True. And that can also help to make, even if it's a really antagonistic game, like uh, I guess Taboo can feel very antagonistic. Um, you can, uh, it, it still feels a little bit because you're in it together with your teammates. Um, how about a real-time game, something like Pit, where you're trading cards as fast as you can and trying to collect things. Is that, uh, do, you, do you think that helps to, uh, to lower the emotional stakes enough yeah, to make it not feel quite so mean? I've never felt attacked during that game, even though... You're trying to get the better deal by screwing over other Oh, players. I feel attacked so many times when playing. <laughs> oh. Well, that's because I trade you the bull and the bear together in the same hand. That's just uh, how it works. But uh, still, though, so that, that you, you guys feel it makes a good mix. I mean, and Scar, yeah. you yeah. get you get the uh, you get to feel the uh, the hate. Yeah, I get to feel the hate, the feel of uh, anxiety a little bit, you know. And Kristen, you get to feel like it's not, you know, uh, like I'm not being attacked, like. Okay, just everything's so. okay. That's another one that works. Um, another way is to sort of take away control, remove things from the hands of the players by introducing a lot of chance or a lot of chaos. Um, something like Snakes and Ladders, obviously, you have to get to the others. Or, or there are plenty of other games. I mean, I suppose even Risk has a little bit of it as well. Does, does that, do you find that that helps to, uh, uh, to, you know, to make the game feel less mean? No. Uh, Not with Risk, but like with... Well, I mentioned snakes and ladders, oh, but uh, yeah, yeah. obviously there's no meanness there, but I guess you wind up losing sometimes more than you gain, so maybe that's not such a good way to do it. Um, the, the other one that I've seen that can work really well is a game that's designed so that you, uh, you're not picking on a specific person. Uh, being picked on, I think, is something that uh, is a serious problem for a lot of people who don't like mean games. Uh, that sense of being singled out by the other players, uh, even if it makes perfect sense because they're winning. It can be uh, you know, a, a sort of bad feeling. We talked about King of Tokyo last week and the very clever thing that it does with its King of the Hill deal. While when you are the King of Tokyo, you're attacking everybody else and everybody else is attacking you. And that's all there is to it. But there are other games that find ways around this too. Have you guys ever played Cosmic Encounter? I have, yep. I can't say that I have. It's a, uh, it's, it's a very simple... I think you would like this one, Ansgar. It's a very simple sort of uh, space uh, battle game where you're trying to make, set up colonies on other people's planets. And everybody's got a unique alien power that breaks one of the rules of the game. It's, it's, it's simple, but it's fun. And one of the reasons why I think it uh, has such a broad appeal is the first thing you do at the start of your turn is you draw a card from the Destiny deck. And that tells you who you have to attack this turn. 
So you're not choosing who you're going to go after. That's, that, that's out of your hands. Uh, Kristen, do you think that would uh, be enough to take the sting out of it, enough to make it feel less mean? It does a little bit, but that one has negotiation, and I just... That's true. <laughs> yeah, there's the question of who are you going to join in with, and who are you going to... That, that's the other yeah. aspect of it, is that you don't get to choose who you're going to attack, but you do get to decide who you invite to join in, and the other players get to decide whether they want to help the attacker or the defender. Like, like I mean, sorry, personal, I have to right? fight you, but everyone else, come here, help me fight her. Like, <laughs> but oh. then it also has the cards, though, which yeah. that, which which brings bring that chaos, that randomness, and never knowing quite how the battle's going to turn out. Um, another one that's very clever this way is Citadels by Bruno Fiduti. That's one where have you guys played Citadels? Yes, that one I actually really do like, even though it has a vicious tinge. It really is vicious, but the thing is, you never know who exactly you're screwing over. When you play the assassin or the thief or something, you don't say, I'm going to steal from you. You say, I'm going to steal from the bishop and hope that you happen to have the bishop. And if you don't, well, sorry, I wasn't aiming at you. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like that one. Uh, it does feel vicious without feeling malicious. Without feeling personal. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's because it, it's not personal. Um I imagine, Ansgar, you would be among those who, uh, whenever they name a character, they will also point at a player. <laughs> That's, uh, you get to, it doesn't actually count for the game, but I think you should get style points for pointing and saying, yeah. I will kill the king and point the person who's there. And if you do guess right, it's hey, extra hilarious. It's just about being direct. <laughs> okay, so another way to uh, make a game less confrontational is to reduce the interactivity in it. In order for me to attack you, I have to interact with you. I mean, interactivity, interacting with your opponents, let's face it, usually means messing with your opponents. So the more interactive a game is, the meaner it's going to be. So one obvious way to reduce the meanness in a game, make it less confrontational, is to make it less interactive. Like again, there's no interactivity in 100 meter dash, tons of interactivity in hockey. Um, so how do we do this? So, okay, trivia games, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah totally. so here's a question. Do you know the answer? Yes or no? Uh, party games, and charades is a good example there. There's no interactivity at all in that game. Nothing that my team does will ever affect anything that but your team does. That is true, yeah. But it's still exciting and intense. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's still competitive, too, because yeah. you're just trying to score more points than the other team. So they've got that going. Euro games are kind of designed on this whole very yeah. idea. I mean, the old school American style of game design tends to be stuff like Risk and Monopoly or trying to destroy the other players. The modern European style of game design is based more on the kind of stuff that you're talking about, Kristen. Mm -hmm. like, so like Puerto Rico, Princes of Florence. My favorite designer is actually uh, Stefan Feld, and all of his games uh, have very limited uh, interactivity. Uh, so you're uh, the, really the only way that you can affect the other player is by doing something first and taking something that maybe that they would have wanted. So you can create or deny opportunities. Yeah, but that's really all you can do. And they're so great, or at least I am such a huge fan. And Ansgar, I don't think you've ever played his I've, before. I've never even heard of this guy no. before, so I'm sorry. I'm such oh. a noob. It's okay. Most most of most of our customers are new to this as well. This is this is why we like to have uh, to mix it up both in the cafe and in the snakes cast. Well, what kind of games does he have? Uh, well, one of his big ones is Castles of Burgundy. So you're trying to get these buildings, create this uh, great uh, castle thing. I don't uh, even know. Like. Okay. Um, 
so you're gonna roll your dice and then depending on what you use your dice for you can take pieces place pieces onto your board so it's all about timing and how that affects other players and the pieces can sort of affect other pieces like if you get this and you also so get, get that, that it's, oh, it's all okay. timing and planning and uh, precision do you have to keep a close eye on what the other players are building too, to uh, to play as well as you can in Castles of Burgundy? You definitely do, because because like I said, it's a lot about timing. And if if you see one person in a prime setup to uh, take a boat, and you know that you want that boat, yeah, you'll want to put yourself in a position where you can where you can do that first. Oh. So there is uh, that competition there, but you can't directly you can't go and walk into their town and smash all their stuff. Uh, what do you think, Anscar? You sold? Yeah, I mean, I'd give it a shot, you know. It's definitely worth it. If it's still competitive, why not, you know? Well, only one person's going to win at the end. Yeah. Oh. And so it's going to be okay. me. Oh. <laughs> Most likely, yes. Well, the yeah. Stefan Fell Game Master. So, uh, okay, well, so when, when, you, uh, when, when you remove interactivity from a game, uh, interaction isn't the only thing that you lose. It, the game becomes less social, in a sense. Because rather than playing with each other, you're, each of you is playing with the game. And that's, that, that, that is a distinct loss. But for a lot of people, it's going to be worth that because outside the game, they can still talk to each other and I suppose they can still be friends because they're not directly attacking each other to the same extent. Mm -hmm. But there's more to it as well. Uh, the less interaction there is in a game, the fewer opportunities weaker players have to gang up on stronger players. And that tends to mean that the strongest player will always win. And hyper-competitive players love that. So I, I, okay, Kristen, is, would it be unfair of me to suggest that perhaps you have a little streak of this uh, going, that you like the non-interactivity because it means the more weak players cannot interfere with I, your perfect, beautiful plans and stop you from the win that is your, <laughs> that is your right? I can't deny this. Oh my God, I, I won't confirm, you. but I will not deny. So is that, uh, would you consider that to be a weakness in games that are less interactive and thus less confrontational? Or, is that, or do you see that as being more of a strength? I think that's a strength for me. Mm. I, I don't like be, people being able to mess up my plans because my plans are so precise. <laughs> so in, in a way, it's, it's, it's interesting because it, it, it may be that less antagonistic games aren't necessarily less competitive because you still get to really strut your skills and use your abilities and defeat the other players just not by directly going after them. So even though it's not comfortable, that, that was really cool. It's like brains versus bronze. I suppose, doesn't it? Uh, so does, does that make the game more fair or less fair, do you think, if, uh, if, if the strongest player is, more, is much more likely to win because there's no way to interact, or, or less interactivity? More fair for me. What do you think, Anscar? More fair or less fair? It seems less fair because... Like, you have all the power. <laughs> like, uh, you know, guys, I think Maybe you that... should get some power. Oh, <laughs> I think we have the grist for a future episode here, folks. I challenge you. What makes a game fair or not fair? All right, this, this is going to be interesting. Thank you very much for listening. In the meantime, I'm Jonathan Moriarty with Kristen Travis and Anscar Skin. Game on. Game on. And thanks for listening. We'll have a new Snakes Cast for you every week at snakesandlattes.com. In the meantime... You can follow us through your favorite social networking sites, such as Facebook and Twitter, or best of all, meet our gurus in person at Snakes and Lattes in Toronto. Until then, this is P.T. Douglas. Game on.